Hey guys, welcome to the show. Um, I was running late, so I'm just starting now. Uh, here comes the countdown. All right, guys. Oh, whoop, wrong one. Here. Unmute you. <laughs> Hi guys, how are you doing? I got a breakdown and I know I'm pursuing and then I'm running around and feeling my day like I am gonna make it and I'm feeling my pain. I made the bright shiny day stuck in my rain. I maintain the games lyrically, I'm a little insane. Sometimes I gotta do it cause I'm running that way. They did it right, they did it wrong, but they saying hey, hey, what's your name, Jay? I don't even get what you do. Man, I'm ill, man, only if I'm waiting for you. I got it right cause I'm wrong when I'm waiting for the crew. I'm looking for the thing like I'm waiting for you and oh no. What am I saying with the photo? Let go. Looking for my people like I don't know. Oh no. What am I saying if I sell so? Now I gotta stay like this and it's still toe. Ha ha. And now I rip rhymes. Yeah, yeah. I do it all the time. And then I'm getting because my life is on the chime when I gotta be something. But now I'm wondering why I'm gonna lose my mind. Fine, fine. Only if I still can't define rhymes. Wondering why. What am I trying? Only if I couldn't make it down. And now I'm just flying high to the sky, dude. Sometimes I'm waiting, dude. I'll be looking because I'm really gonna fake them. Who, when, and where? I must stare because I'm standing there. They were looking like, ooh, it's all clear. Yeah, I rip it. And yeah, I flow. Yeah, I dream what I'm doing if I know when Sometimes I go when I'm out of control When they like it, I don't know what you don't know, bro Now I gotta be the best Only if I'm running around in my heart and chest And I'm blessed only if I can't break it right through You can wait it for the things This is what we do Are you looking for a different kind of podcast? How about informative and clean? It will make you laugh Scout and Trey, yeah, that's what we do we got a little funny thing keeping it true. Hey, we take your topics and all your ideas and bring in a guest and we answer them there. Then we make a freestyle rap and do it for you. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, that's what we do. Yep, flows for you, flows for you. This is what we do now. This is what we do. Say flows for you, flows for you. This is what we do now. This is what we do. Say flows for you, flows for you. This is what we do now. This is what we do. Say flows for you, flows for you. Sorry, baby. My daughter's coming in. Oh, yay. Yay, yay, yay. <laughs> There's an intro for you. I know, I know. Well, you can, if you were listening to the rap, I'm slowly like, sounding like I was bored. It's because I'm like trying to do 10,000 things at one time. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, maybe I should get AI to do this for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, hi. How are you doing today? Doing great. Thanks for having me again. Oh, man, I'm uh, so appreciative to have you. Um, this is the point where we're going to do headlines of the week, so I need you to tell me just a one-sentence answer, something amazing that happened to you. It could be this week. It could be last week. It doesn't matter. Um, but I'll start. My headline of the week is, um, oh, you think I'd have something good? Oh, you Sesame always have something good. Mine, mine is, um, did I say this already? No, I don't think I said this. Um, wait. I did say this. All right. Uh, uh, I said that one last week. Uh, um, let's see. What else is good that happened? <coughs> um, let me think. I'm going fast. Uh, we'll just say uh, me and Spider-Man are killing it. That's what I got. And it's probably going to change because I really don't have anything. So. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, 
I disappointed my landlord. Nice, nice. Well, you're not going to give me time to think about it. So uh, my son, <laughs> my son all week. Uh, so uh, he is a big fan. If you look behind me, you'll see the Into the Spider-Verse uh, poster. We also have the Across the Spider-Verse poster. And we've watched every Spider-Man movie. And the new Spider-Man movie comes out on Tuesday. I mean, on next next week or next Friday or this Friday. And um, so he's excited to go see that. And um, now I have to like think and live Spider-Man every day of my life at this point. Could be worse. Could be yeah. worse. I mean, at least no. he, you know, Oscar the Grouch or something. That's yeah. Feel. He, he's liked weird thing, weirder things. So I'm not against it. Um, it's just one of those things. Um, it's one of those things where like, um, I, I like this. I'm not bad. I'm not mad about this situation. Um, but I, I, I would rather not worry about it. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man but... was always my favorite superhero as a kid. Wait, I don't know if you remember <laughs> Underoos. I do. And for all your listeners out there that don't know what Underoos are, imagine themed underwear that when you would wear it, it had the, the pattern and the print and the colors of superheroes. And I was Spider-Man and I'd run around the house as a kid in my underwear pretending to be spider-man here's the here's the thing that i have with spider-man that's kind of uh sad is he's not growing up at the same rate that i am you know he's still that high school kid i'm like no man you're supposed to be like 50 years old now because sure i am sure think about this would you want to see 50 year old (laughs) spider-man you you yeah. live 50 year old Spider Man. You know what I'm saying? Like, your knees all jacked. Like, this is me. I can barely walk because my knees jacked right now. Imagine Spider Man trying yeah. to chase somebody. His knee pops out of socket and he's like, oh. Yeah. oh he yeah. starts delegating. That's what he does. You know, he has like little mini, <coughs> mini me Spider Mans that do all the work, but he's still there doing, doing the organization. So, as adults, we feel legitimized in our superhero ness. Did you ever see Batman Beyond? Uh, I, I probably did. I think it's um, it's that one or like yeah that one's where Batman is like yeah he's just letting other people do the work for him ah uh, yeah well it's kind of cool seeing Michael Keaton back on the show and you know again that legitimizes that superheroes do get older it's kind of exciting because I hate feeling old and yet here we are every day. Uh, I know. I'm like, well, as I'm like, as I sell vintage toys, they're not vintage toys to me. They're just toys I had as a kid. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> like I remember when I was a kid, I was like, oh yeah, those tin toys or whatever the situation. Now I'm like just selling GI Joes, and I'm like, oh, yeah. That was, I had tons of these. I blew them up. I should have. Yeah, not with firecrackers and magnifying glasses and melting their yeah. heads off. Oh yeah, good time. Yeah, I know, but now they're worth like you know five hundred dollars. I have a backpack that's worth like. uh it's worth like $65 or something. Wow. And it's just a rocket backpack. It's just a little backpack. It's so funny. Just backpacks, yeah. Yep. Yeah, who's to know? Makes right, you look so, around now and say, what do I have right now that's going to be worth something in 20 years? I, I, I Well, I don't think that the things that we have now are going to do the same. Because they're also a lot less, they're a lot cheaperly made, right? So it's like. Um, a lot of those things are just going to disappear as we go. Yeah, they just fall apart, become trash. And so, yeah, it seems to be the culture anymore, at least in the U.S., is that real quick fix to entertainment, but there's no 
deep down investment of uh, quality or lastingness or even a physicality invested in the the exercise of entertainment. It's like this flash pan entertainment that comes and we're entertained for about 10 seconds and then it goes away and is gone. Yeah. I mean, like a podcast. <laughs> a little bit of that. that that's yeah. sort of the culture. Exactly. Yeah. Podcasting and even uh, Instagramming and um, all the YouTubing and what's the big TikTok. Yeah, well, it's even yeah. like like it's funny like it's we were we were we were doing this a lot earlier than everybody else when we were playing D and D because you yeah. get your weekly fix of just like quick like fantasy live the thing and then it could be a whole different thing the next week you know what I'm saying and it's like yeah you don't know. absolutely and so it's like uh, yet, yet there's a vital difference to D and D and I think that's why it has so much value is that you are physically invested in the entertainment You're that's true. Just, you're not being entertaining you're actually a part of the entertainment that's right right and yeah. i think that's a vital vital difference between being a recipient <laughs> of, of flash pan entertainment and you don't walk away any better versus being an active ingredient to the entertainment you learn something and you provide something for others so i think it's an infinite different experience huh. Yeah, there's my well, box. There you go. You 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 are totally correct. I was thinking, I guess I was yeah, no, now I don't know what I was thinking. So. <laughs> that's a fair that's a fair fight. Well, I was just thinking about like how that's such a quick made entertainment thing now, like with the D D podcast and all those things. Yeah, there is that. Um yeah. and so that's what I was thinking when I say that. But then you're right, when you're actually there creating the thing, it's not like a it's yeah, you're invested in it. You're helping the thing. All right. Well, so tell me about your headline here. So you my headline, landlord. Yeah. Um, the, I disappointed my landlord. Um, he actually, it's a married couple, but he uh, approached Brenda and I about a month ago saying that the suite next door to night watch games is now being opened up. And he handpicked us out of all the tenants in the shopping strip and said he wanted us to occupy that space. And he was asking if we had any cool ideas of what to do with about 4,500 square feet. And I've got tons of ideas of what to do with that. Uh, the problem is I don't have the money or the capital to just start up a whole new business from the ground up. So he and I started talking about how things are going at Nightwatch and the sanctuary and I showed him, you know, the growth that we've had over the past four or five years. And it's really exciting to see where we are. Uh, but the end result is I, I told him I, I was just not in a place, uh, not only financially, it's a huge expenditure to start a whole business, but the emotional and time that you have to invest. And we're pretty stretched thin here between the two stores here. We just started our scullery. I guess the scullery is about a, a year old now. Yeah. And that's our cafe. So that's almost like a third business. Uh, so I think we're pretty much maxed out as far as how we're going to expand unless we get some type of partner or something that wants to come in and take a piece of this and do something on their own. But that's going to be a hard thing to find too. Somebody that thinks and feels like Brenda and I do. We're pretty, pretty odd. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. I'm, you already have my brain going now, now that you've uh, said that. So anyways, uh, uh, there, I've met these guys in in Austin at South by Southwest, and they do this thing called Rep, uh, Rec Philly. And what it is, it's a full building that is a recording studio, a stage, 
um, and pretty much everything to prepare somebody to be in the music industry. And so they have like a full studio thing like that. And so you, it has, and they pay membership. People pay memberships to use these things. It's not hourly. So they just pay, you know, your uh, monthly rate of a hundred dollars. They can come in and use the studio by putting the appointments in stage. They'll have performances every week. Um, then they'll have like other things in the building. It's a really cool idea. But now I'm, as you're talking, I'm like, and what mean you were mentioning earlier, like the kind of, like when we were talking about the picture thing, it's like yeah. that anyways, but sorry, just made me think of that. Right. When you, uh, they do have that. something like that in San Antonio, it's called geekdom and it's really a it centric, uh, game creation, technology creation, uh, sometimes mechanical creation, but it's a facility that has all those building blocks to it. So you have a workroom and a, a lathe and a CNC machine and a 3D printer and all this stuff is available to you for a nominal fee. And then one of the other things that they really give as value is there's a whole bunch of creative people that revolve around that place. And so if you're really looking for sparks of inspiration, you just hang out at Geekdom for a while and start conversations and people, you know, keep you motivated and stuff. So that's kind of cool. That's cool. I always thought that was just a, a work office place. That's cool. I didn't realize it was all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's a lot of creative juices going on. That's awesome. Yeah, but uh, yeah. No, I was just having me think about that. No, I was thinking like more role-playing wise. Like you create your own character, do all the stuff, uh, yeah, build yeah. like a room that did all those things. It was sorry. Just, yeah. What you, what you need is you need a business that has just runs on robots. Uh, i always wanted to make a pizza place that was just like a robot pizza place so you put your order into the robot and the robot then then you watch the robot make your pizza but it's like a full place not like a not a not a um not a uh not a vending machine but like a real thing yeah the full perfect name robot pizza yeah isn't that a name of a show already uh like a a cartoon show robot pizza i know robot chicken is what you're thinking that's what i'm thinking robot chicken well you could start a whole <coughs> franchise uh robots co- that make chicken sandwiches too this might make this bit quicker um um now that i think of it could can you share your screen look on this thing see if you can share your screen yeah is there me- a button it says uh, it would be present do you see percent down there uh yeah i do Okay. Yeah. Now, are you, uh, you know, what you were mentioning earlier about the, about mid journey and that kind of thing. Yeah, sure. Are you able to do that yourself and present it? I think so. All Let's right, try. cool. Well, All no, right. the reason is, is because then I can do mine and you can do yours and then we're not, we're uh, not, um, okay. We're not waiting. You're not waiting on me to do it and I'm not waiting on you. We're doing it in our separates. Okay. So do you like the idea? So, all right, here's our new, my bit that we're going to do today. And I wish I had a thing. We're just going to call it um i don't have a thing for it so um but the bit we're going to do today is motivational oh wait should it be something other than motivational posters it's gonna be some kind of poster what's the poster going to be about let's do um let's do hmm we need a theme for the show like something that we're going to revolve around what's so when i when i created the name for the show it's uh play game uh make games play games and live games okay so, all right so how about a game okay yeah a, ga- a, game. a gaming poster so you just got all right here we go me and you we're we just got a cardboard cutout section at night watch games 
and this is my cardboard cutout that gets to come out or your cardboard cutout. What do you think? Okay. Like that? All right. The cardboard cutout of a game. Yeah. I don't know how that's going to look. So let's find out. Yeah. I need to log into Discord now. I know. I apologize. I'm doing this now. All right. So <laughs> we'll start with my, my game is going to be, uh, so uh, let's see. <laughs> Can I just, I'm just going to steal your game before you have a chance to do it. Oh, so, you're going to steal me. All right. I'm just going to do right. Gauntlets of Glory um, while okay. I'm here. No, I'm just got it. <laughs> I got multiple games, so I can, I can <laughs> one up you. Um, well, see, and then I'm thinking I have to do it in your, should we do it in your, in that rain found or just any kind of game? Uh, let's do a tabletop game. It has to be a tabletop game. The word game seems to mean lots of different things in today's culture. And generally, when you say I play games, they immediately think video games or console games. So I'm constantly having to say tabletop games or board games. That's my world. Yeah, that's fair. All right. So what we got to do right now is we got to make a tabletop game cutout or poster or whatever the Discord will help us make uh, uh, or Mid Journey will help us make. And then what's going to happen is as I'm as I say it, I'm going to um, I'm going to type something in. But, you know, right now he's going to be doing the same thing. He's going to be coming up with ideas and then um, he'll explain what it is. But uh, we'll start with me just because, you know. There's no. You could actually be writing, doing yours right now if you have okay, any yeah. about that. I'm trying to um, so it's ready. So, um, mine. I'm just gonna talk because I can't. I'm not that smart. Do both things. Uh, mine's gonna be a uh, a tabletop game, and it's it's called Contractor Wars. And what it is is that you have uh you have separate contractors that are fighting for businesses. But uh, the idea here is like, say you're a you're a uh, you're a lawn lawn mowing company. Uh, company instead of marketing you actually fight the other lawnmower teams to actually um get get the contract and then so but then as your as your businesses go up you if you fight like um a different contractor he joins your business and then you have both those businesses so then you have a window washing team and you have a um a, a lawn mowing team and the idea here is to take over the whole board um, but you fight, you know, but there's like cool areas like landscaping areas that you have to fight around and, uh, that kind of thing, little, uh, dice rolls. Um, and you know, each team has a uh, cool colors and, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's contractor wars where contractors fight for services and your job is to dominate the entire board by, uh, destroying all the other contracting teams. All right. There's yeah. probably some puns there. I'm sure there's some funny puns where you... <coughs> um, I can't think of anything at the moment, but... Like yeah. You, think of a lawnmower, weed eater, yes. cutter. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, there's, some... yeah, there's tons of stuff there. Um, but that's my game. Luckily for me, I have that in the back, uh, the back burner, so I didn't have to just come up with something super quick. Um, uh. so i'm gonna use my game um my game has been in development for about three years now and it's basically inspired by call of duty the video game combined with a game that i used to play on the tabletop called guild ball and guild ball was sort of a fantasy murder soccer game where you had figures 
represented on a tabletop and you were playing sort of like, uh, I think it was like rugby on a tabletop, but you were able to beat up and kill and eliminate the other players. So it's nice. like really, really carnal. And then um, Call of Duty is that idea of a battle royale. It sort of became a real big thing about 10 years ago. You had Fortnite, PUBG, and Call of Duty all started this new uh, game mode where you were teleported or transported into a battlefield under-equipped and under-armored. And so you didn't have a lot of capability to you. So you had to run around and you had to scavenge uh, your tools, your weapons and your armor and all the things that you needed to survive against 60 plus other players that were occupying the same scenario at the same time. And if you came across each other, you know, you were expected really to shoot it out and kill each other. And so the end result of the game was the last person surviving and to force players to interact with each other, the battlefield got smaller and smaller over time. So there was no like safe place to just kind of hide out and camp, which is what I tend to do in video games. I just find some little corner and go prone and look down my site waiting for somebody to walk in front of me. <clears throat> so um, my game, Gauntlets of Glory, is that concept of a battle royale mixed with the flavor of Guild Ball and they have very tropey, high fantasy uh, parameters like race and class and uh, all the weapons are medieval weapons and there's magic and spells and you have the the epic center of a uh, fireball and the, the omnipresent lightning bolts and big swords and all that kind of stuff. And so that's my game. I've been working on that for about three years and we're just about to go to Kickstarter later this year. Nice. That is awesome. Uh, were you able to uh, come up with some stuff uh, so far? Yeah. Working on it? Um, you can go because I'm still typing. So it's interesting. Mm. So I, um, Scout and I have been talking about um, the the whole idea of AI and art generation and how it, it's obvious on one hand, it's sort of very threatening to creatives like Scout and I and Trey as well, where we're trying to make something using our creative inspirations that entertain and uh, elevate our audience, right? But computers are really able to do a lot of this stuff well, and it's uh, scary to see that our almost our whole purpose of living is now being threatened by artificial intelligence. And so the exercise here is to see if the mid-journey AI bot can generate a cool image of a cutout for the game that we just described and um yeah i'm gonna go with what it what it made okay so i'm gonna share my screen tell me if this works yes uh da, 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 da. bam um entire screen share all right what do you see uh nothing nothing yet oh oh so no no here you go i got it there it is okay so that's my screen i got a really big monitor i'm super proud of it so chat gpt is over here on the right 
and it made these interesting scenes that very much look like a tabletop board game, but it's got a bunch of 3D terrain, sort of like a little battlefield that you can run around, and I guess you're supposed to attack each other. Um, oh, yours is better than mine. What, what was my prompt? My prompt was Fantasy Battle Royale Tabletop Skirmish Game Cutout. And oh no, my, came up with. Mine worked out pretty good. It looks like this already exists in real life, so that helps my cause, I think. <laughs> all, right. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, see if you can get, uh, pick the one you like the most and see if you can get one, okay, uh, no one final image and then send it to me and I'll post, I'll put it on the thing. Sounds so good. we can see it now here's mine i did the same thing and um it looks pretty good let me see if i can get myself having the same thing yeah that's the joy joys of having three i have three screens so mine doesn't freak out as much as a giant yeah. screen um so uh mine is gonna be uh this right here let's see here i'm gonna pull it up and <coughs> new ones Oh, I just had it, and then I lost it. It's gone. Uh... I think it's amazing. I'm having this weird existential moment right now where we're on a video podcast. You and I are in totally separate places, and yet we're able to communicate not only audibly but with visuals, and we're able to share the visuals of the computer that we're on. Oh, yeah. And we're able to share that with a whole audience out in the world all at the same time. That's just a, my mind's getting blown right now. That's lit. Yeah, no, I well, and then we're not even that far from each other either. That's the other fun, funny part about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Look, here's my whole theory about AI, and and you sort of tapped into it—the fact that you and I are not that far apart, and yet we're relying on technology to connect. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. There was a day where I'd get on my bicycle and I'd ride over to your house and I would park that bicycle in your front lawn and knock on your door and say, Hey, can Scout come out and play? And that took a physical investment of me into you being with you. Right. I had to actually bike to get to you. And then we get older and we get cars and it becomes a little easier. But even now, I don't even have to do that. I can just sit at my computer. And get all lazy and say, "Oh, I'm going to talk to Scout," and I don't have to do much. That's, so that's the bad side, and that, that's the other thing about AI is to create something cool, we don't have to do much. And so, I think as a human being, as a human race, we're just going to degenerate into <laughs> like just lamos, and we're going to expect computers to do it all for us. I hope not. I hope, I that hope I, not too. Yeah. I hope I don't become a lamo. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know why you said that. Now I'm sad. Well, I'm sad lamo. We have to we have to rail against the technology at sometimes. Sometimes we have to just get up, get on our bicycle, and ride over to the other dude's house and knock on the door and say, "Hey, I'm here because of you, and I'm investing physically for you." And we just you know stay real that way yeah no and i think that's important and that's the whole point of this game is so we can talk about this and do something at the same time and it's like yeah no uh, uh pork was saying um the same thing to me about the idea of like at some point there's gonna have a robot that can just freestyle better than me and <laughs> it's true i mean it's definitely a thing that can happen 
Um, I just need to own the rights to it and then it'll work out um, <laughs> <laughs> for me. Um, but I think that that's the trick is like, we are getting to the point where that's going to be a thing. And it's like, uh, I hope that we, yeah, honestly, it's just going to bring us to like, there's this, uh, did you ever see the TV show dollhouse? No, it was a, it was a, uh, um, a Josh Whedon show before Josh Whedon was no longer cool. Um, and it was about, it was about like pretty much these people that they could wipe their brains and give them different jobs. But it was like, but they were, it was like people would hire them as girlfriends pretty much. Um, and that was how it worked. Like you could get to me that either had all the memories of your ex-wife or your old wife before she passed, or you got somebody that was a martial arts expert, whatever. And it's like this, and that's what it is. It's like this girl trying to figure out the thing. But then the last, like, the last few episodes is totally different. It's just where that AI has taken over the world, and now everybody's fighting it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's like, wait, uh, what? What? Well, it was one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite twists in a show because it was like, oh, I didn't expect that to happen. That escalated. Yeah, no, and it's like you didn't expect it to happen, and then just I ruined it for anybody that wants to see that show. So I apologize. <laughs> I. I've totally ruined it for you, but uh, for my point, I needed to bring that up, um, and so people would know. Uh, let's see here, and we're gonna go. All right, so here's mine. Uh, there oh, you go. Six, yeah. So there you go. There's my contractors board. Oh, look at that guy. Guy on a scooter um you got all kinds of this looks like a very fun game I, yeah uh, exactly i mean so yeah. imagine you just ai generated this image and then yeah. you take that image and you're like okay i'm gonna assign values to look at that <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> so and you know if i'm gonna be honest with you what i did is i took my idea i threw it in the chat gpt and then i took the chat gpt and then put it in the mid journey and i got all this Oh my god, it's scary! <laughs> it is totally scary, uh, and it's one of those things where it's like, uh, why are we doing this? Like, it's like so uh, not awesome, <laughs> um, but it makes sense. It's going to move forward with things, you know. Um, yeah, there's no stopping it. And <coughs> as uh, Gary Vaynerchuk would say, and anybody that has two cents to their head, they would say. It doesn't make sense complaining about the inevitable. You know, you can you can shake your fist at the future and say, oh, this is not the way it's supposed to be, blah, blah, blah. This is so upsetting. But you're not going to stop it. And so I, I think a smarter person would acknowledge that this isn't the way we would want it to go, but it is the way it is going to go. And the only thing that you can change is not it, but you can change what you do. And so the smart people, the successful people know how to pivot about this inevitable development. And that's the, the hard part is what do we do? What do we do? I mean, AI is not going to go anywhere and it's only going to get more intrusive. What do we do? And um, that's where the smart people separate themselves from the others and somehow take advantage of it. And not that taking advantage of it is bad. It's just that you are then riding the wave of evolution in our world instead of fighting against the tide and swimming upstream the whole time. That's not going to get you anywhere. 
Yeah, no, I'm with you all the way. Now, it's funny because I've been working on this project for a long time, and I realize now that we're in, at a point where technology can actually do the thing that I've created, but in yeah. real life, like, yeah, and I, I, this I'm not going to say out loud because you just you just made me think about this, and I think it's actually possible to make the thing that I've been working on uh, all autonomous without me, which would be crazy. Um, yeah. and it scares me, but again, <laughs> if it's my image and my voice, then at least I hold, I control that. Right. Like it's a good example is like one of the cool things, uh, about star Wars or different thing is that, um, this last TV show that they did, um, with, uh, with Darth Vader in it, um, uh, that actually wasn't, uh, that wasn't, uh, that wasn't, oh man. What's the James Earl Jones? Yeah, it wasn't. It was a robot. Yeah, yeah. And he sold he 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 pretty much sold his voice likeness, and you know somehow gets paid. Um, he retired voice acting, and he gets paid by he he doesn't even do anything. They just send him a check. Uh, yeah. And somebody else does all of the stuff because all of his years of uh, stuff, and it's like, but that's where we're at. We're at a place where that's going to be a thing, or I like those. Admit- I'm using that stuff myself right now for my game. Yeah. Is uh I think they call it um what do they call it? Uh celebrity voiceovers. And you talk into a microphone and it records your audio file, but then it converts your audio file into the tones that you would associate with a celebrity. And James Earl Jones is one of them. Another one is Ian McKellen, Sir Ian McKellen. Uh, uh, Tony Stark or uh, Robbie Robert Downey Jr. and then a bunch of female ones as well. And so you can actually have audio in your promotion. Like let's say that you're going to do a flows for you promotion and you had um, 50 Cent doing your your audio promoting your show but it's not 50 cent it's just this ai generated voice that sounds like him but it's your words yeah it's crazy oh my Uh, god yeah yeah no i i uh when i was messing with my journey i saw well it was just like that uh joe rogan where they did a entire podcast with joe rogan as a commercial for another thing and um yeah joe Joe wasn't around at all no and was not happy about it oh i'm sure i'm sure well that's that threat right that's the threat of where is my legitimacy as a creator and you start feeling very unneeded uh so yeah somehow we have to monetize or own the originality of say joe rogan's voice he has to own that and somehow copyright his own voice so that somebody replicates it through ai he gets some kind of value out of it yeah because it's definitely his right you can't rob the man of his own voice yeah no i 100 percent agree with that i think it's so crazy well especially as somebody that literally that's what i do um yeah. Yeah. uh it's scary and and the the trick is the more content you put out there the more easy it is to do it you know what i'm saying <laughs> that's it's right. like that's true. it's like luckily for me um there's obviously an easy way they can do this i've been doing this show uh every week for three years so you have an hour of me talking you can still and then including all of my music videos and music that i've done throughout the years there's lots of audio archives of my voice 
um, which is not cool. But I don't imagine anybody making a Jason I robot anytime soon. <laughs> um, but maybe. Ooh, throw down the gauntlet. It might happen. I know, I know. Please, please uh, don't uh, <laughs> do that. Oh, uh, we got Mr. Game and Wall on here. What's up, Mr. Game Wall? How you doing, buddy? Oh, we have uh, comments. Yeah, um, he has a show called Ice Cream. You scream, uh, I scream, you scream for movies podcast that I'll be on oh, um, okay. in the next two weeks where we're actually going to watch um, the new Transformers movie. So excellent. Uh, I'm excited about that. I haven't, I have, I have, I have not been a fan of the previous few, though Bumblebee was awesome. Um, uh, so we'll see, we'll see how it goes. I can't wait to have that on uh, the show for him. Uh, in a few weeks so yeah trey is missing he is probably uh on a beach somewhere having a great time or he's hopefully he's actually like doing a show where he's like making crazy money djing um uh, yeah well, it's but, memorial day yeah so he he probably got tapped to entertain people but you know he could just get ai to do it for him and he should join us here <laughs> yeah well especially djing DJ would be easily oh, yeah. replaced by sure. uh, AI. You put your favorite things, and then it says all the different things he can do. Um, it's it's one of those things. Just like, oh, that that would be crazy. Yeah. Um, is to see where it where it goes. Uh, now let's 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 get off that. We've spent thirty minutes talking about this. We should probably talk <laughs> more. Luckily, you were able to to you also slyly promoted your game already. So uh, how is that going? How's uh, you're about to get yeah. your starter? How's so. That? Just to get the uh, the listeners back up to speed of what we're talking about, uh, I made this board game. It's called Gauntlets of Glory, and it's a tabletop skirmish game that really focuses on a battle royale schematic. So think uh, Call of Duty with elves and dwarves and swords and weapons, but it's on a tabletop. And so you have miniatures that represent your character, and you, you run around and you try to eliminate your opposition and be the last person standing. That's really the, the idea of it. Uh, in that regard, it's nothing new. There's been games that do that really well for, for years now. But I, I brought a couple of things new to the table. One is the character generation. You know what? I have the game right behind me. Yeah. Hey, let me pull it out of my bag. Do it. Now, right now, you're going to get to see an exclusive peek at yeah. Countless Glory, which uh, not many people see, unless you're on uh, Porik's Facebook page, then you've seen it. But well, <laughs> if you come to the store, if you come to Nightwatch Games, uh, I'm very willing to set the game up and play it because I'm always looking for feedback to see if there's something that I'm, you know, I need to fix and... Oh, here we are. Here we are. See, now, don't don't test me because that sounds fun. I have to bring somebody else so that we can get some content on that. <laughs> me rapping about it or something. <laughs> so here is the. That's the rule book. That's nice. going to be kind of kind of shiny glossy. there. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Um. So. Interesting enough, uh, not to keep harping on AI, but we also have these technologies like uh, 3D printing and, you know, paper printing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. In between all of those assets, it's it's kind of easy to make a game because you can 3D your own components. You can print out your own artwork. You plaster the artwork onto your component and 
Yeah, no, it's crazy. It's like I remember when I was first making CDs, I had a CD printer. I was at Goodwill and I saw the CD printer where you can print your own labels on it. I was like, I definitely did that. It's like I remember building these things and now like at the point of my last album i was able to just send it in and it was printed out in like a day yeah. uh via a computer that never even saw a person's hands um yeah. it's crazy and um yeah uh, yeah obviously the good side is for creative people like us we really we we can really get our creation onto an audience rapidly we don't have to worry about all sorts of red tape and publishing and all sorts of other things. We can sort of just get it out there real fast. And so that's kind of cool. Uh, the problem is that creative process is now in the hands of the masses. And we're experiencing the same thing that, you know, the human race did back when um, books were invented. And that is there's no editorial filter. Anybody can make anything. And it's, quote, just as legitimate as... Uh, people making good creations yeah you know what i mean there's, well, there's just a lot of crap out there now my video game version of this is like when atari uh when they finally lost the lawsuit that said that uh they could be the only people that created the games and then once other people could record or create atari games you end up having like if you were to look back at the numbers of games on atari uh it is insane because it was so big and then people are just putting out trash yeah. um just because they could and it's yeah. like because everybody was like oh it's the new game let me buy it you know what i'm saying without yeah. any kind of filter um, i think that's the thing that we need to do as consumers is we need to demand quality and we should not pay for bad crap we should just not pay for it and let those people fall off to the wayside so that we really support quality products with our money so that the bad products just go away. Well, and I think that that kind of you saw that kind of happening for a little bit with Kickstarter, right? Like where it was like people yes. putting their money where it is. And I, if I'll be honest with you, I find uh, Kickstarter tabletop games they make me lots of money on because uh, somebody will just never open them and they'll just donate them to Goodwill and then I could sell it for forty dollars easily. Um, yeah. yeah. So or if it's an even smaller one, I've sold. There was this one that I sold for crazy money and it was just a special edition Kickstarter one. Um, yeah. And uh, it's crazy. Still the older games work out even better than that, but, yeah. um, but it is crazy how it works. So well, that's the challenge that I'm up against is I, I wanted to use Kickstarter to fund my game, but I I'm always looking in the mirror saying, am I just another one of those guys that's trying to make a cheap buck off of a cheap product? And I think when I look at myself in the mirror, I convince myself that I'm actually making something quite legitimate here. Um, but hopefully you guys will, you know, uh, let me know what you think. So here's, here's one of the unique items of the game is you have, let me make it so it's not so. Yeah, glary. that's cool. There we go. So that is the race side of the character. Now, as you can see, it's got the AI art. That's an orc made by Mid Journey, and I'm going to use that for my game. So I get to save some money. Uh, but there's a bunch of stats and stuff associated with the orc. And then you have the second half of the character. That is your class. And when you put the two together, you get your complete character sheet, and all the stats marry up 
and those colored shapes at the top mean something and the the stuff in the middle means stuff but this is your orc wizard at the moment and if you wanted to you can flip the orc and make a whole new character who is a human wizard and his stats are very different and if you don't like the idea of a human wizard you can flip it over and you get a human fighter and so the character sheets are two-sided. There's there's two different versions on each side. I have 15 races and 15 classes, so you can mix and match those to, I don't know exactly what the math is, but about 155 variations of character and class. And they're each very unique in what they can do. And so when you build that hero, you represent it with a figure, like a little D&D figure or something. And then you, you run around the battlefield trying to equip yourself with uh, loot that you find off of previous dead bodies. It's kind of, kind of, I don't know, kind of morbid, actually. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it makes more sense than just generating loot. Yes. Yeah, it, it, it's been there for a while. And um, the idea is that you're it's in from it's from you dying last time. You That's right. Your that was me. Yeah. That'd be weird if you like, oh, you just picked up your own weapon. That's... I recognize this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so it's pretty cool. The other thing that makes the game unique from all the other skirmish games is the figure itself is going to have a body and each of its hands are detachable. And there's a whole gamut of hands that have different weapons that they're holding and there's also interchangeable heads so your figure can be customized to represent the status of your character at any point in the game and so as you run around and you pick up say a crossbow you can literally switch your hand so it's representing that you're holding the crossbow instead of what you were holding before and no matter what two sides that you put together there'll be a figure that you can represent that shows that combination. So it's sort of, you know, Barbie doll dress up kind of stuff. That's cool. Um, that, that looks really fun. And it's like, uh, what, like from the, the, the response that people are giving you so far, um, what is, what, what is their feeling about like the, the gameplay aspect of it or just like, how do they feel after playing it? Yeah. Um, it's a, a resounding success. Um, I think to say something without me bragging too much about it is I took the game to Gen Con, which is one of the largest gaming conventions in the States. It used to be run out of a place called Geneva, Wisconsin. And it was um, sort of the origin of Gary Gygax, which is uh, the main designer of Dungeons and Dragons. And he's passed on, but his convention has lived and is now one of the largest conventions in the world. And I took my game there and I was demoing it to some people and everything was like really chill and really cool. And then I had some people come by the table and they asked a couple of questions, but they didn't sit down for a demo at all. But they watched other people playing it and I didn't think much of it. But after three or four days at the end of the convention, these guys came back by my booth. And they gave me an award. I don't think I have the award here in my office. Uh, but it was the award that said the best of Gen Con. Wow. Yeah. I said, what is this? And they said, well, 
our mission for this Gen Con was to find the coolest thing that's being released and to present it. Uh, and we're going to cover it in our magazine, which was Gamer Trend Magazine. And I said, well, my game's not even published yet. And they said, well, regardless, it's the coolest thing that we've seen all weekend long. So here's the award. <laughs> so You're like, I wasn't even trying to do that. I just wanted yeah, to see it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that, that was a really cool <laughs> happen, happen surprise. Um, all the people that have played it have given really positive feedback. Uh, it's the kind of game that you can play, even though you're not a really competitive skirmish gamer. Like a lot of historical war gamers are really gung-ho about the the nitnoids and the, the millimeters of measurement and the accuracy of depiction of color and all this kind of stuff that they really find meaningful. Uh, this game is not like that. And it's certainly not like Warhammer where there are tomes and tomes of rules that you have to reference just to conduct your turn. Uh, this is what we would call beer and pretzels kind of skirmish gaming where you don't worry about the measurement too much. You sort of roll dice to see what happens and you both celebrate the outcome, even though your character is the one that's getting hit by the fireball. You still think it's kind of cool to see the capability of the fireball. And because there's so many random elements in the game, you can't really point to your opponent and say, Oh, I'm better than you. Cause I won. He, he's easily going to say, well, yeah, but you found all the right equipment when you were looting the bodies and the dice rolls were really well. And there's just lots of randomization so that you always have an excuse for losing. So you can't take it too seriously, but that's, it's a lot nice. of fun. It's a lot of fun. That's really cool. I I, uh, I said I have not made an excuse to come over there and talk to you about it. So now you're going to make me do that. <laughs> I luckily Anytime. was I Anytime. luckily was allowed to I, – I, I got to come by – go to the scullery and enjoy delicious food yeah um, what'd you eat i ended up with a i ended up with a sandwich of some sort the paninis um, yes yeah. i had a panini and then i had them uh heat up my chips for me oh and that's... uh using the air fryer because that's one of the things i do for myself so i was like please do this this will be delicious Heated and so chips yeah well because then it feels like they just fried them but yeah. all you do is stick them in the air fryer for like like not even 20 seconds you can do the microwave too and then they have sure. they still have the crunch and then you have this the the thing so it's fun but i might incorporate that into the menu i i was shocked that you hadn't already done it right. um i'm gonna have to give that a look that's cool yeah it's really fun like well it makes it feel like you have it now it has to be the the really seasoned ones you have to do it really quick or it'll burn the seasoning but if it's the regular ones then you don't have any issues with that so okay but uh, it's worth cool. a try. But anyways, um, yeah, man, uh, I'm excited about the game. That's really cool. Have you? How's? Oh yeah. So you're gonna be doing the you're self publishing, right? But with the yeah. Kickstarter and everything. Yeah, we're gonna go through Kickstarter. Um, well, I was gonna get the game produced in China because that was gonna be the most cost effective thing. But um, let me tell you some of the craziness that goes into a game production. Yeah, I'm listening. Especially if this this scale you know i have miniatures they're custom made miniatures i have a sculptor that's making them and i i paid him eight thousand dollars to make 15 miniatures and i thought oh that's a lot of money and he's still working on it it's been almost a year now so it's a really slow process unless you have some type of crazy team of people that can do this fast and then i contacted china and say okay i've got these molds of these miniatures and i have these proprietary dice and i have this rule set and these components that i need made 
uh, how much would it cost to get this produced? And they said $24,000. Wow. That's before I even sell one. That's just to get things ready to be produced. Wow. $24,000. And then for every iteration of the game that they make, and they require that they make at least a thousand of them, that's their minimum, is about 50 to $60. So you multiply that by a thousand. Wow. So I got to somehow come up with all that money to just get China to go, okay, let's do this. Wow. So it's a, it's an amazing amount of money. So when you see games on Kickstarter and they're saying, Oh, we need to make $10,000 for this game to be produced. You can sort of read between the lines and say, okay, a lot of this is going to be very kind of cardboard components that are somewhat simple to make yep but if you're looking into custom minis and custom dice whoo the cost goes through the roof oh i bet uh not that this is anything to do with that but uh i found a uh like a star wars uh D D set it's like called star wars destiny but it was an older one and so it had all custom star wars dice and i'm pretty sure the person just bought them so they could have the dice yeah um but i think i sold it for like a hundred dollars and it was yeah. like but it was just the dice i was like dude that'd be dope just to have that dice <laughs> and uh, uh when i'm playing one of the reasons why that game didn't survive is the cost of production for each dice set was too prohibitive and you couldn't raise the price on the game itself because nobody would buy it at that price point so it just became unviable, or I think that's the word, unviable. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Oh, yeah. I forget that you would know that uh, as I was <laughs> uh, Was it? So it's funny because when I think of your game, I just think of one of the games I played as a kid, which was Battle Masters. Do you remember this? Yes, I remember that. And that's, and that's the feel of the game. Exactly that. But it like, but this was like a full floor mat that yeah. uh, you had like, these giant tiles. And yeah, no. Awesome. How much do you think that cost to make, especially at the time? Oh, yeah. man. But this is, you know, Milton Bradley. Um, oh, look at that. That's cool. Wow. Somebody made, like, a custom uh, table for it. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. I'm <laughs> Geeking out. I, I didn't even look at it when I uh, put it on here because I was like, it just reminded me of it. Um, Battle Masters. It's sort of the same feel. Yeah. yeah, but it's definitely an upgraded version with uh, nowadays thoughts. Uh, while Biomaster, yeah. and again, I remember us playing that like in the early '90s, listening to Rest Development, rolling the dice, and uh, uh, and uh, having a fun time. Uh, <laughs> so it's just so funny how that works, man. I'm excited about. Uh, do you have a plan? For, do you have a a date yet for the Kickstarter? Or are you still trying to? Um, yeah, we're pretty optimistic. Maybe December. But uh, some of the people that do Kickstarter repeatedly have advised that December is actually a bad month to release your game on Kickstarter because people's money are actually going to more immediate purchases. Yep. And when you bake, when you buy something on Kickstarter, it's more of a, I sort of don't want to use the word investment because you're not investing your funding, which is different, but you're, you're buying something that's going to be delivered to you in the future. And in December, people buy things because they need it right then, usually because it's a gift for Christmas. So December might be a, a bad month to do it. 
but I have to admit, I'm getting kind of impatient. I've been sitting on this egg for about three years now, and I really think it's going to hatch and be pretty cool. And I'd love to show it with more than one person at a time. Um, one of the other interesting things about my game is to cut cost. I used my customer base as models for the characters in the game. So some of the graphics in the rule book and some of the graphics on the character sheets are people that you would see hanging out at Nightwatch games. And you're like, oh, you're the elf or, oh, you know, if you point to an ugly person, you're like, oh, you're the orc. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's kind of cool. And I, I'd really, I feel like I owe something to them to get the game published so that they can see themselves in the <laughs> game. You know, that's sort of a oh. chicken, like a, a bucket list kind of item is like you, I'm in a game. Do you understand what you just did to yourself? If this becomes a, if this becomes a, a, a hit smash, then, then Nightwatch games is not going to be a play area. It's going to be go visit the famous people. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll take it. I'm okay your poor, your poor dude playing, <laughs> playing uh Warhammer. It's like, Hey, can I get an autograph? Dude? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. But Hey, well then you have a, you can, uh, Oh, if it blew up, then you could just get yourself a space close to Nightwatch that just exclusively plays that game. Yep. God is the glory, the, yep. the, the play area. And I'll hire the models to play with you, and you can oh. you know, you pay for that experience. <laughs> oh, I bet they would gladly take that job. Yeah. Oh, we're going to pay you to just play our game over all day. <laughs> um, and be yourself uh, yep. dressed up in whatever, what you wanted to dress up that one time. Exactly. Um, and you're going to get paid more money than normal, so... Uh, that's the idea. That's this guy. You're welcome uh, again. Yep. I feel like I just just throw those balls. Giant. I think we're unofficial business partners. Yeah, it's fine. I I don't <laughs> mind. I said, I, I've told you this before, but you inspire me to do more stuff even before we knew each other. Like just oh, seeing cool. your seeing your bill. I remember the first time. Actually, this is funny. First time I ever went to like a gaming thing was at a geekdom. And I remember yeah. saying, oh, that was cool. And then the next time it was at your place. And I was yeah. like, wow, this is a totally different feel. And I said, I grew up playing Magic or playing Lord of the Rings, uh, Lord of the Rings, L5R and that kind of stuff. Yep. So I yep. went to many uh, game slots, but it never felt like Nightwatch, where it feels like you're walking into this environment compared to a, another table you're going to kick over. You know? Yeah. I mean, we, we have a whole theory business theory about what game stores should be and unfortunately the industry well the, the good thing is the industry is blowing up and so more and more game stores are being generated and they are raising the bar of what that experience is going to be like for customers but we're still trying <coughs> to pick out all those game stores that didn't do it very well and yet yep. somehow they survived because that was the only alternative you know consumers had um so yeah, we're we're leading the charge there. We're doing well. We actually got a really cool review on uh, YouTube. Uh, there's a guy by the name of Sam Healy. He's part of the Dice Tower, or uh, he was part of the Dice Tower game review YouTube channel, and he rose to popularity. And then he broke off and did some stuff on his own. And now he started his own channel. And one of the first episodes in his own channel was reviewing Nightwatch games. And uh, it, it's a pretty good segment. I have to admit that I'm, I'm pretty proud of the pictures that he's showing in the video. And there was a small interview that he did with me. And uh, we touch on the, the fact that 
game stores should be more because you guys as gamers deserve it. Mm-hmm. And you're so passionate about the thing that you love that you should have a space that fortifies that and, and legitimizes it and empowers you to pursue it even further. And that's what Nightwatch Games does. Yeah. No, that's an amazing part. I was saying it's also in your Star Wars room, the interview. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's right. Um, oh, you've seen it. You've seen it then. Of course I've seen oh, it. Oh, right on, right on. Cool. <laughs> uh, of course. Of course. I, if you have new stuff, I'm going to look at it. I, okay. Uh, yeah, Seth, I appreciate you're my friend. I'm going to check out your stuff. <laughs> awesome. So I, uh, I always, uh, yeah, no, definitely watched it. I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, well, it, it, anytime you're on a podcast, I want to make sure that it's not as good as being on my podcast. So there is the selfishness of it. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah. I think you were on a podcast called like flows something. It was like literally the same. It was the, Oh, it was freestyle something. It was like, yes. it was literally very close. The the name was very close to my name. I'm like, wait, are people just stealing my bits now? Yeah. No, it was a totally different thing, but I think yeah. it was called like freestyle podcast or something. And I just years and years ago, yeah, yeah. But I remember listening to it, going, "Oh no, I'm fine, I'm yeah. fine, not as awesome as mine." So, well, this um, is number four for us, isn't it? Number yeah, four. yeah, cool. A uh, bummer awesome. that me and Trey talk about all the time that, like, anytime we have you on, we're gonna have you on because we can talk. We talk nerdy about whatever we want, uh, whatever. Yeah, just just and go with it. Bummed cool. out he can't come, but it is Memorial Day, and again, how things are going, I knew that this would probably be the one day you'd be available. So. Yeah. <laughs> are you well, very busy on memorial day are y'all open on memorial day that's a great question we normally our mondays are somewhat quiet and so we actually have a minimal staff operating the store and we were worried that maybe memorial was going to be really popular and we bolstered up the staff but i think as you can hear on your roof it's raining oh yes yeah yeah, yeah. so i i hear some heavy, heavy raindrops on my roof up ahead. So I think that Memorial Day backyard barbecues are a real big bust right now. And the store is doing well. So I'm looking at my security monitors and there's lots of people here playing. Well, I bet they were like, well, we're going to go out and do this thing. Well, and imagine, uh, what do you think uh, a gamer's Memorial Day party looks like? Is it just like a yeah. bunch of hot dogs and like their Warcraft, their, their Warhammer stuff to set up? and uh, Yeah. 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 Well, we find that um, like armed forces veterans often turn to gaming when they retire. And so I would see that they would hold Memorial Day as a special day for them. And they either embrace gaming as the thing that they do to celebrate Memorial Games or they totally go the opposite direction and they, you know, go out in the woods and camp or something. Yeah. Was it? Oh, you know, I have this thing. Just this is the. I have this thing where I found something out and it blew my mind. But then as I talk about it, more and more people go, "No, that's normal." Which is, <laughs> I I had a friend, uh, a long a friend I grew up with, um, and he spent uh, over ten years in prison, and uh, he was telling me that one of his favorite things to do in prison was D and D, and he became oh. like a and they do w- daily games of D and D in prison oh, and wow. it's it's a normal thing like he had to like write up um all he would he would write his own maps and do all the things and the storyboards he would write those things up and set them up or even copy it from other things so he could have it um ready for his D D game and i was like that's crazy and i was like oh would well, that be a great podcast like the prison D podcast yeah uh 
uh, just have a bunch of like old, uh, you know, ex cons uh, playing D and D. I think that'd be funny. Um, well, that's a whole job. You could have a dungeon master that actually goes to the prison, and he runs the game for a pot of players. Yeah, no, I can and imagine. You can get paid to do that. Yeah, well, it's, even as an outreach, it's cool. Like, yeah, no, it's a, wow. it's insane how it works. So, so it's funny. It's like even this weekend, I was, or this last week, I went to go see my wife's family, and I just mentioned that, and they were like, "No, I." He was like, "I spent years in prison, and that's all we did." And wow. uh, uh, and uh, you know, I think I have this. Uh, we're just talking anime and D and D the whole time, and uh, it was great. And I was just like, "That's crazy." I just didn't. It makes sense because it's a it's a thing that doesn't need a lot of doesn't need a lot of things yeah. um, to make it fun and entertaining. And you have nothing but time in yeah. that situation. So it makes sense that you would do it. And I said, I've been a part of prison outreaches where we went out and we just, you know, my, I said, I've poor, I've, I've gone either gone to juvenile detention camps where we actually uh, wrap and show them stuff, or I've gone to other ones where they do Bible studies and things, you know? Yeah. So it's like, I've done yeah. so many different variations of that. I could definitely see that like a prison situation. That would be too. crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's I'm a crazy idea. Haven't thought of that before. Well, there's a therapeutic nature to role-playing games and, you know, you can explore moral choices in a setting that doesn't have real consequences. So you can, you can work through some problems and some people really project their personal problems through role-playing games. And they try to work through their personal issues by seeing what happens around an imaginary setting. Uh, but if you could have a counselor that was also trained in dungeon mastering, um, oh. man, you could make a really cool role-playing game. Th that... Role-playing therapy. Yeah, oh, exactly. I, I bet you that's a thing. I bet there's a thing out there that does that. Well, I know um, that they do role-playing therapy, but in the sense it's role-playing modern-day yeah, situations. I'm talking about role-playing, D&D therapy. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's good. Anyway, anybody else think that's a good idea in the comments? I'm just saying. Um, yeah, no, that's cool, man. Uh, I think mm. that when I heard when I saw that, heard that, I was shocked. And then it's hilarious as I make as I make it a comment in my life, then I keep on getting people go, no, I love, this is what I did in prison. Uh, yeah. You know, I got myself together and I played D and D. Uh, and I was like, wow, that's, that's crazy. It's like, now I go out and I do that thing. And it's like, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, I said, I was doing it while you were in prison, I guess I was playing D and D. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> too. So it's so funny how that works. Well, that's really cool, man. I said, you got the game coming out. Uh, so, Oh, wait, you didn't actually say it. So, uh, are you still thinking December or are you thinking you're going to do a little after that? I, I think probably after that would be the real answer as much as I'd love to get it out soon. I think, uh, my sculptor still has five more figures to make. And while he does a really great job of it, uh, I have absolutely no complaints about his sculpting. Uh, the process itself is really slow. And I went into the whole idea thinking that, you know, he could make 15 miniatures in, say, five to six months. Yeah. I mean, it's it's one miniature <coughs> a month. So we're yeah. already a year into that. And I've got eight, eight or nine figures done. So we still have a road ahead of us to go. Um, and, and part of me gets impatient and I'm like, oh, I need to crack the whip and tell this guy to hurry up. And then so he and I have a Zoom meeting 
And as soon as he shows up on my camera and says hello, I'm like, oh, what a nice guy. And then, and I don't yeah. yell at him at all. I'm just like, oh, that's nice. Everything's like happy all fuzzy because right. he's such a cool, nice guy. But I just wish I had my figures. Yeah, it's uh, and honestly, like I, uh, as everybody can figure out, I do lots and lots of things because I am very ADD. Um, but I just had a client where I made them a sock puppet. But I had to actually make it. I made it from scratch, and I made it where it was like a full like, like its eyes moved and all these things, and it was just a sock puppet. Um, yeah. But uh, it was like I spent. I was like, oh, I could probably do that. I can make a sock puppet without considering it within fifteen minutes, right? But when yeah. you're actually custom making it for somebody, and then you're also like uh, coming up with the idea yourself, like it's like, it's like no, it just can't be a like a googly eyed sock like it needed to look like the person it needed to have the color scheme that he wanted and it took so much time i think it took me like <laughs> i think it took me like four months to make this thing and it was like i was so excited when i got four to give months. it to him it took wow. forever i was like because the other problem here is that i would send the picture and he'd be like no i wanted to have more google or i wanted to have eyebrows i want the eyebrows to flex in the wind and i'm just like cool you're the guy paying for this and so <laughs> uh but it was uh, like here's it, a good thing scout i don't think ai could make sock puppets so i think you're good <laughs> yeah well that i've i've uh asked for my uh, sock puppet business i have made one sock puppet so um as for most of my businesses it's usually like a one a you're one move start that one it's like I don't think that people having sock puppets for their YouTube videos is gonna blow up anytime soon. His, <laughs> Who knows? Maybe, maybe he will, and then I'll get custom. Like I used to have, I had a business where I like did custom uh, birthday messages with a sock puppet and it wrapped. That's how I got into uh, the sock puppet making. And okay. then somebody was like, "Hey, I know those videos. Can you make me one for my YouTube channel?" And I'm like, "Sure, I can." But then I realized, "Oh no, this is my own creative thing. Like I'm." creating what it looks like now honestly it's really just put it together i mean the truth is that we definitely could get ai to make the look of it right yeah but yeah. uh it's like the actual construction and it was yeah. like and then I, when i looked into it it was like oh i have a friend who's like a professional she charges like 800 for a puppet like for a real puppet oh yeah and um because she's helped me with my my puppet show that i have coming out uh in november which is exciting so wow. um, yeah i was gonna tell i was gonna make it in my announcements but i think i did it last week but i have my i i did this puppet show with the hip-hop affinity group for uh children's music network and they're actually okay. going to feature the puppet show that i wrote and then the music is for and the puppets were made um during that time and at the same time they're going to uh i'm sharing a slot with sesame street so oh wow <laughs> congratulations man yeah no it's it's exciting um it's but you know i don't know if you're like me the moment i get uh praise for something then my whole body shuts down and i don't want to do anything <laughs> oh i gotta oh. you probably get one too didn't you uh yeah but my daughter has my phone i think oh okay so um i, I was where she is i was looking for it but yeah no it's so funny because then i was like oh it took like a, oh no i was wrong <laughs> the worst part is i don't know where it is where is it amber alert oh there it is 
Oh man, thanks for the heads up. Now this one's the flash flood warning. Oh, is that what that? Yeah, yeah. As your listeners cannot hear, we are under a torrential downpour at the moment. That's yeah. Well, I'm in an apartment, so um, which you know, just talking to you. Actually, uh, we'll find out next week if I have a new house. So what? Yeah. Oh, that's gonna be a news headline right there. Yeah, yeah, it would be, but I will be far away from you because I'll be. Uh, you know, me and me and uh, Lord Mulgrew live like five minutes from each other. Um, and so, but soon I will not. I'll be, it's like a Bandera in 1604 area. Oh, you're gonna lose out on Gino's Gino's sandwiches. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> I still have to, I'll still come up here every once in a while, but yeah, no, I'll miss out on some Gino's. And, yeah. uh, and I mean, really, honestly, I think I like Gino's, I think the sandwiches, but I think just. Uh, the customer service there is as good as the sandwich. So it's like, it's probably the one person, but I always feel like I'm a superstar every time I go there. That's exactly how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you are a superstar. (laughs) No, no, I'm just a dude. Yeah. They do a great job. You walk in and it's almost like that same vibe of walking into cheers and everyone says your name and like, Oh my gosh, they, they recognize me and they actually seem sad that, I haven't been here in a while. Yeah. No, yeah. it's now if you didn't know, if you don't live in San Antonio or where we live, there's a place called Gino's Deli, which is like a wag stop, right? Is that what it's called? Uh it's just like a gas station, but it's not a gas station, you don't have gas, and they have like chips and drinks, but mainly they just serve sandwiches. It's like a little convenience store that serves the most delicious Philly cheesesteaks you're yeah. gonna get. And yeah. uh they're so nice and awesome. So uh, have you had their breakfast tacos? I have not done anything. Every time I come in, I get the same thing every time. What is it that you get? I get the club. I get a club with jalapenos on it. And I can eat that thing in two minutes. And it's like, you know, 14 inches of hoagie bun. I get the Italian uh, uh, Philly cheesesteak. Yeah, that's a classic. So that one's really good because it's a Philly cheesesteak, but then it has Italian stuff in it, like pepperoni and things like that. Yeah. And uh, it is it is very good. But I don't think I've ever got the club, if I'm going to be honest with you. I always get the – I'm always getting some variation of a Philly cheesesteak. Well, maybe next there. time I'm going to swap over. I'll jump over the tracks and get a Philly cheesesteak. So tell me about the breakfast taco. What What's Suppo- that about? Supposedly they have a very delicious breakfast taco, but they oh. don't open until 10. So – the trick here is that I'm already dropped off my kid and I'm just not, I've already eaten breakfast at this point. Yeah. 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 So uh, on the weekends, taco. I'll have to go, but supposedly, uh, supposedly they make a delicious taco, which wouldn't shock me because they make delicious food. Yeah. And so, um, but they have, they have, uh, every time I walk in, he's like, we have great breakfast tacos. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. a cool crew over there. The owners are really characters and, uh, I remember the first time I walked into uh, Gino's Deli, and um, I think his name is Azim. Yep. And he started talking to me, and he's a real character, and he's got all these ideas, and he it was just like flowing with information. And I said, dude, I'm doing a podcast. Would you be interested to be on my podcast? And we could talk about successful business practices and customer service and all the things that uh, I'm experiencing right here. I'd love to capture that on a podcast and he's like oh no 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 and he pumped the brakes real hard and he said i don't want to be on anything like that this is my world right here i'm gonna stay right here 
That's so yeah. funny. He, he actually said the same thing to me. I see how it is. Uh, <laughs> At least I, it's not I, me. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like it's like yeah. No, I laugh because I I ran into a dude that I'm not 100 percent sure if it was just his normal life, but he just makes tons of voices. Like he's like I was standing by the dude from Police Academy. Um, and it, he had all the different voices and he was just, he was just hamming it up, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure if that was an act or if it was just, you know, uh, autism just being awesome. Uh, and that it was just like, he was just so fun to be around. Um, and so I was like, if you want to be on my show, whatever's going on here, I want to be a part of it. <laughs> like whatever this is, it is very entertaining and fun. Yeah. And he obviously was playing up to the people. He was like, Oh, you say I sound like, Winslow, oh, then he starts doing because every time I was like scanning my things, he's making a scanning noise, uh, <laughs> and it was just funny. It was like, yeah, it was like, oh, this guy's just having a fun time, um, <laughs> living his life, and so, but you know, there's a chance that that's just his, that's him as a person, like this, yeah, how he goes no occupation or anything, yeah, no, he's just that's what keeps him going. Like, I understand, <laughs> I'm the person cool. that just does rapping all the time, so yeah, it's um. It's fun. Anyways, uh, we've definitely gone long today, mainly because yeah, it's me and you that. hanging out. Oh no, it's fine. It's me and you hanging out. I don't mind. Uh, and anybody who wants to stay on for a long episode is going to stay on. So uh, there cool. are people watching us right now. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we? Oh close? yeah, you know I I could talk forever about all sorts of things. So uh, I'm going to say again, thanks to you guys for hosting me here on the show. I, I love visiting you guys, and I love what you're doing. Um, and there's an interesting creative uh, sort of power that you have that, again, I don't think AI is going to be able to replicate anytime soon. So um, keep on keeping strong. Well, so today I'm going to actually make you a, I'll say last time I think you're on, you actually made your own song. I don't know if that was this time <laughs> or the other oh, time. I, we're not, I'm not going to replay that or anything. Don't, don't worry it about painful. it. It is painful. Yeah. No, I considered uh, making some YouTube shorts of it. And then I thought, I don't think, I don't think that pork wants to relive that if he doesn't have to. Uh, and I am fine with that. I think that anybody that goes through our, uh, goes through the, the back episodes and finds that that's, that's a present. It's little for me gym. to you. Yeah, yeah that's certainly. Yeah, we're not going to remind. We're not going to tell people about that amazing <laughs> masterwork that is in our episodes. Yeah, there's no prep. You're not reading. It doesn't say that he's going to do a rap. You're just listening to the episode, and the next thing you know, you're getting a full like five minute rap Bam. song yeah. that he's written for you. Um, yeah. and so I'm just going to keep it as a hidden gem for the people. That Thanks. listens to all the episodes. Thanks, yeah. And, and, That's their reward. Probably doesn't make you feel any better, but I think I think at least 66 people have watched that episode. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen 66 uh, <coughs> customers decline over at Nightwatch Games. <laughs> yeah, yeah didn't, didn't, didn't work out the way you expected it. No, uh, no. And so it's not that's, my talent. Ah, <laughs> it was fun. Oh, and that's, uh, I love I love everything about you. So I'm like, even if it was if I, I have no opinions on it because I'm just like, oh, you're my friend. I'm just gonna let you do whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, probably don't think it through as it was happening. Um, <laughs> and I was like, oh, but I was like, it was fun. And it, I yeah, mean, it I've fun. said, I've said so many silly things when I do this. It's a, uh, it's fun. But uh, so I, what I'm gonna do today is I'm gonna make a song about whatever you want me to do. We do what we talked about, or it can be whatever you want. But uh, we actually have, I actually have some beats I'm gonna play and uh, oh, okay. make up an actual song for you. So what's my song gonna be about today? Okay, um, it is going to be. <coughs> ooh, 
I mean, I could get really esoteric with this. Right? Do it. All Do right. It. Um, so Gauntlets of Glory as a board game. Um, and, ooh, and, well, we talked about AI a lot. So it seems like that's an obvious one. All right. So whatever side of the coin you want to throw with AI. But then now, you do you want this in. to be a love story? Do you want this to be a, um, a, a ballad uh, situation? Do you want it to be like a, 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 a party jam? What do, you, what do you want it to be? The idea of a ballad sounds really enticing. All right. Let's see. I just did this with another one, so I have to make sure I don't use that one. Um, I think it's this one. Do you hear that? Yeah. This is my moment, this is my day. What am I doing if I'm feeling the words I say? It was all together, I'm getting it go. It's my gallons of glory, I'm putting the arena, bro. I'm not really ready if I'm feeling I'm steady, but now I get it gone time. And I'm waiting for where they're ready, and then I'm tripping, going through. I see him looking at me, thinking he's gonna give me zoom. I'm not really ready, only if I can't go. I'm out of my mind and in my soul. Then I look into their eyes, I'm like, yo, I think I'm in love with you, AI computer, bro. I'm just saying I never really get it. If I understand my dream is something else, then I'm astrotastic without you again. And I go, but I sit it because I'm thinking what I know. Am I in love with the board game? I might be sitting here playing so many days by myself, G. I was thinking I could play four players if I'm just pretending to be me, whatever. And I'm having a great time sitting here and I'll go. But now I'm in love with the video game, bro. I mean, the tabletop. I messed up. I never see a lot. Here we go again. I know that I lie. You're my gauntlets of glory. I'm in love with you and the story. And every day I play a little game. I roll the dice and then my fate, it changed. I said, you're my gauntlets of glory. I am in love with this dice story. Every little way that I never see. And then I gotta see as the dice roll change. It's so many times when I'm sitting here trying to fill it all. I get it calm when I'm feeling having a bad day, bro. I just get it out, set it up, and then I go. Grab my dice and then I roll. Oh, I'm feeling love and emotional state. I never see what I'm doing and I'm running it great. And maybe I might even go over the night watch games and hang out with Porrick and do it today and hey and play the game and obviously i win because i'm in love with it with everything that i do man i never even seen that it ever go but my dream was the power and my life was the soul i said you're my gauntlet to glory and i love you this is our whole story and sometimes <laughs> i still can't be i roll that dice and it changes my history yeah you're my gauntlet to glory. I am in love with our love story. Rolling the dice, chopping your head off right. And I don't even know what I'm doing. That's right. <laughs> yes. Oh. That beat was way cooler than I thought it was going to be. Ah, uh, gauntlet to glory. That's our story. The That's love line. Song. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I started with one thing and I was like, I don't know if I really want to be in the I 
AI love story. I should probably change this up. Yeah, yeah. The problem with uh, freestyling is that you sometimes you say things you're like, oh, no, I probably shouldn't have said that. I should probably move on. Just gonna um, go. So yeah, yeah. But then I was like, oh, that's fun. I'll just be in love with it and uh, and uh, see how it goes. So yeah. uh, was that was that entertaining? That was super entertaining. Very cool. I, I think um, your freestyle is a lot like my photoshopping in that you don't know what the end result is and you're generating it half a second before your audience hears it or sees yeah. it. And so you're along with the ride with the rest of us. It's just coming out of your mouth versus anybody else's. So yeah, I only know so much before it comes like, and this was a problem when I was younger. No, I do. I haven't done a banner all day. So let me do this real quick. But yeah. That was our rap time. I hope you had a great time uh, with the rap time. That was fun. Um, but uh, it's, <clears throat> but yeah, no, it, when I was younger, this, uh, I was opening for gospel bands and I definitely got uh, a talking to every once in a while, because once I said like, everybody take off your pants or something, I, I, I didn't mean to say that. Uh, it just happened. And there was this one time where like, I was using this beat called G O D or so uh, G good. And they would say good over and over again. And I ended up saying, I'm God um oh. which was bad because i was at like a church yeah. and so they like blacklisted me for a while where i couldn't go <laughs> and i was like i didn't even know i said that like i'm yeah. so sorry yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but that happened uh that was not i am definitely not god that's not my thing do you ever not... get frozen like the words just stop no not when i goes huh? oh it's like my microphone oh, catastrophic oh man oh, oh. Oh. oh, there it goes. Sorry, everybody. the earthquake live show. Live show. This is what happens when you do live <laughs> shows, live accidents. Um, but no, uh, not normally because I'm in front of people, right? So, like, now there will be times where, like, if I get a word and it's just I can't think anything, but you don't have a choice in the matter, people are responding to you live, so you just do something else. It's the same idea when I used to do like freestyle battles and they would easily they would they destroy me uh and i know it uh and i couldn't think of anything else good so then i would just go straight to poop 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 <laughs> see if i can get that cheap laugh and then maybe catch maybe catch up and do something else but i would i would literally just go to something but because i'm an automatic entertainer person no i don't think i get frozen up no riding i can get frozen up like if i'm by myself but if i'm in front of people no, this just happens. Like this is just yeah. that's just me. I'm gonna do whatever I gotta do to finish the sentence. It might not make any sense. Yeah, uh, but it yeah, will. Yeah. It will make. I'll make it happen. And cool, then somebody cool, later cool. will be like, "You sounded weird." And I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> "I have definitely had bad freestyle raps before." So. Yeah, and and some brilliant ones. I'm sure you can't have the brilliant without the bad. Oh, there have been times where I'm like sitting there and somebody's like, "That's the most beautiful thing I've ever heard." And I'll be like, like, it's funny. Like, even I think even parts of what we just did, there were parts of it. We're like, oh, that's really nice. Like, that's a really cool, yeah. like, uh, cool thing. Like you thought it through. I did not think it through. I just, do you ever things. grab those kind of things and stick them in a repertoire of things that you then reference later? So like your go-to lines? Sure. No, I don't, I don't have, so that's a trick. I really try to be off the top all time. Wow. So I try not to use go-to lines, but say like I did do a freestyle or something that I liked the line, then I might use it for another song that I'm writing or, mm -hmm. um, or that kind of thing. But not in most situations, 
now when I write songs a lot of times, I'll just freestyle like 20 times and then grab the stuff I liked from the freestyles and keep on going. Um, but in real life, no, I, I really have a blank. Like, I think you're telling you this earlier. I definitely have a terrible memory when it comes to just things I do really quickly. Yeah. Um, and which has really been good for me relationship wise, because I literally don't get that mad at people because they just don't remember what they did wrong to me. <laughs> awesome. uh, uh, but in general, it's like it's the same idea with rapping. And, and I do try to have like a recorder with me. So like if I'm killing, like if I do an awesome freestyle, then I know I can do another one. So I'll try to record it after the second time. Yeah. Um, but you never know how it's going to go uh, yeah, with that yeah. stuff. And, it's, and that's the cool part of it. It's a story that you don't know the ending to. No. Yeah. So, right on. Very fun. But anyways, uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Let me do my quick ads. Uh, make sure that if you're looking for a new website, go over to nomadweb.design. Uh, that would be your awesome uh, situation. They did our website. And um, if you're if, again, if you're in a into a movie podcast go to check out i screen i screen you scream for movies and that's i and then you as for you and um it's really easy to find they're on everywhere on uh on all the places that are things tiktok and instagram i don't think he's on instagram anymore actually but uh and but everywhere there's a podcast they have tons of episodes and i'll be on their show i think next week so uh talking about transformers so if you enjoy listening to my uh dawson tones then you will enjoy that and uh i said uh also i i think i did their intro music so if you just like listening to me rap you probably go listen to their intro song that i wrote for them um or for him uh and uh there you go um if you're please come back next week uh we have an amazing show um i do it's gonna be good it's a really good one uh yeah that's what i'm gonna say um and uh that is it thank you so much guys for watching i hope you have a great day we'll see you next monday at 5 p.m cst if you're listening to the podcast i'll probably be up on tuesday um uh, i can't do it that fast uh but uh please check it out and if you have if you'd like to be on the show please let me know uh go to flows for you the number four the letter u um dot com uh, and send me a message and go, Scout, I want to be on the show. I want to hang out with you. I want to be your best friend. Cool. I have a one or two slots available still for best friends. So uh, let me know. Uh, and that's it. Uh, yeah. Is there anything you'd like to pitch or tell people about before we leave? Um, again, yeah. I just want to send out that invite to come by Nightwatch Games. Uh, we're a local gaming store in San Antonio. Uh, we service New Braunfels, and some people come down from Austin as well. We're definitely uh, worth the trip. And we have a it sister is. store next door called The Sanctuary, where we sell medieval and Renaissance garb, weapons, and armor. So if you're into that kind of culture, swing by there. And um, as we talked about during the show, we have our scullery up. So if you're hungry, we have lunch and dinner options that are really tasty and a really cool community for you to hang out with. So just there's my invite. That's awesome. And yes, as a person that's had the food, I've gone to all the things that you just mentioned and all the things are awesome. Oh, speaking of how's, how's the sanctuary doing? Is it good? It's doing good. Yeah, it's uh, it's sort of a seasonal store. You know, when the fairs around town spin up, the sanctuary becomes a real hotspot of people coming in. But we found an interesting uh, trend, and that is uh, weddings 
people are getting married in medieval and Renaissance traditions. And so they have their whole guest party, you know, when it get decked out in outfits. So a place like the sanctuary becomes really vital because we help you uh, find your outfit and get you fitted. And we have a dressing room and all that kind of stuff. So you walk away thinking that you're the hero of the wedding. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. uh, there was a thing I just learned about in the last month and a half. Um, and uh, I think you'll be entertained. Have you heard of Gothic Baby? Uh-uh. Do you know wrestling at all? Like old, like uh, old school, like like the. Eric. Do you know? Do you know the Hardy Boys are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So Matt Hardy, his daughter uh, has her own Instagram called. Oh, or, or his wife has an Instagram, and one of the bits that she does is Gothic Baby, where their baby has like the sick Gothic room that she lives in. <laughs> And and it's just because that's actually how her her style choices. But she has lots of different colored rooms. But so as a as a thing, just to get the haters that were like, "Oh, well, your daughter lives in darkness." She made a video <laughs> where she just like her baby was actually a gothic baby, and like she just is sad all the time. And doesn't <laughs> it's so great, and it's uh, you would be very entertained by it. Uh, gothic somebody, baby, just look up gothic baby on TikTok or. Uh, all the shorts places YouTube. I'll go check that out. Speaking of Gothic, we just did a sale, which is currently on for all our Gothic line is 20% off. Yeah. All the stuff that we get from Lithuania, which is well, you should, you should talk to the Gothic baby, see if you can get a commercial. Try that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'll collab for days. Next time, next time they, uh, next time, uh, uh, AEW comes to San Antonio, you, you know, uh, what store they need to visit so, right on yeah like make sure gothic baby comes by this that'd be nice that'd be a cool picture of gothic <laughs> baby at the at the sanctuary make a helmet on or something oh it, it i'm not even playing you're gonna love that i told you about it <laughs> okay so, cool um cool. <laughs> i randomly already follow her stuff so i had already known and then one day i was just like oh that's hilarious oh because what happens it went uh somebody in the uk was like uh, this is terrible. Why are we inspiring kids? To, why is this person forcing the gothic life on their kid? And they don't understand that she's just joking with people. Like her kid doesn't live that gothic life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's a baby. Um, uh, and it's like she spends like, you know, a few hours making the thing and then the baby lives the regular life. Yeah. But uh, it's like, but like it went crazy, like to the point that her viral thing was already more viral. like to the point that people call Matt Hardy gothic baby's dad and not Matt Hardy. <laughs> it was like, wow, that's, that's crazy. Anyways. Um, but yeah, bye everybody. Bye. Uh, uh, stay online for a few seconds, but um, I hope you all have a great night and see you next week. Y'all are amazing. And yes, go check out all those cool things uh, here in San Antonio and uh, go hang out with, Lord Melgrew and have a good yeah. time. Uh, yeah, play yeah. that, play that gauntlet. Maybe I'll be there and you'll be like, both of y'all are here. I'm going to play Gauntlet's Lord with you. Is it, how many players is the game? You can uh, scale it up to a huge battle royale. Uh, one of the things I'm going to do is host a game where 12 players are playing at one time. That's fun. Now I was thinking this, could you actually play just, you know, on your own and just yeah, have a yeah. bunch of characters? Cause There's I imagine it would work. Version. Mm-hmm. I bet it worked because of the roll dice roll purposes. Yep. So because it wouldn't a solo be... version, a campaign version, and then the antagonistic version. 
Oh, that makes because it wouldn't necessarily like would be very fun if you do a roll royale game by yourself. But now I understand that you can pull that off. So uh, compared to like playing Fortnite, you know, what I'm you're saying? always the winner. How about that? Yeah, I'm always <laughs> awesome. But all right, uh, bye guys. Have a great night. This is an extra large episode. Um, I hope you have a good time. I hope the wrap was cool. I hope you had a fun time hanging out with me and the awesome man. Uh, see y'all later, guys. And let me play the outro. Stay on the phone i'll touch you in a few seconds here once we're done but here we go are you looking for a different kind of podcast how about informative and clean it will make you laugh scout and trade yeah that's what we do we got a little funny thing keeping it true hey we take your topics and all your ideas and bring in a guest and we answer them there then we make a freestyle rap and do it for you yeah that's what we do yeah that's what we do yep flows to you flows to you this is what we do now this is what we do say flows to you flows to you this is what we